When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. is your main event, Mark's Podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the one-man hung buck. I am Troy. Oh my god. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure-hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the last real podcaster to my greatest first-generation podcaster of all time. It be Greg. What's up, Greg? Finally, what I can get on board with. Yeah, Silas Young, man. Look at that effing mustache. You put Tom Selleck to shame, dude. Yeah. Right. And my name is Earl. <laughs> Forgot about him. Yeah, that was a, that was a mustache and a half, man. I think, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. He's, he's always in a bunch of westerns. He always talks like this. And he's got like a big white mustache. He's, oh, Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott. He, uh, he's got another one of them awesome ass mustaches but it's like mcfoley's hero are you serious yeah dude go back and watch like any video mcfoley from the side him smiling he's doing the sam Elliott smile wow it's especially noticeable in wrestlemania 20 hype video at the beginning that's hilarious <laughs> i fig- i thought his uh, hero was santa claus but you know whatever <laughs> either Shut way up, uh... you can have two heroes <laughs> right uh everybody Today, we are going back to Ring of Honor. This one was a lot more current from the year 2017. And a lot more better. Not that that last yeah. one sucked, but... Yeah, right. This one had consistently more, like, better matches on the card. Uncle Dave was obviously oh, a fan of this one. You know, go figure. Every match, 10 stars. <laughs> Not quite, but there were And this is before he reached like, 7. Uh, yeah, I think the first match he gave 7 stars to, wasn't it Omega and Okada? I believe so. That's a safe bet. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first one. People are like, you said you only went up to five stars. Well, I never said that it stopped at five. It's like, shut the F up. Then like, he, he said just... it's infinite. To which Brian last point off, it's infinite. Doesn't seven match doesn't seven stars suck? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like really, it's supposed to be on a five star scale. You knew this. You just want to be a douchebag. I know. Well, actually, Shocker. Yeah. But now this match or this show though was actually pretty damn good. 
I liked it. It was a unique time in Ring of Honor, uh, as most times I mean, in, Ring a, a Honor good time in Ring of Honor are. That is correct. Yeah, so we do have quite a bit of news and notes to get to. Obviously, a lot of the news is going to come out of WWE, but there's a little bit of news out of the Indies, a little bit of news out of Impact. Yeah, Impact's a uh, thing right here still. Dude, yeah. 2023 is still a thing. Yeah, it's a it's a thing, all right. How do you the, sustain the the people the people online that sit there and oh well, they have you know they're they're so much better than everybody else they just they they don't oh, get, get the, the publicity. Yeah, get the hell out. And and they've done the best job of pushing their women's roster. They they have the, objectively the greatest women on on the planet wrestling for them right now. Like, I'll give, give me Mickey James. Mickey James is great. Diana Parazo is great. Jordan Grace is good. Rosemary is okay, or whatever the hell she's going with. Courtney Rush, whatever the hell. Uh, Wild is all the way live. And yeah, good. right. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Like oh, they're all better no. than Becky and Rhea and Bianca. Yes, and Charlotte, who's probably better than most men. <laughs> what What don't you get about this? Yes, of course. Okay. I'm a state. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, I guess we should uh, think before we get into the news and notes for this time period. Uh, I think we should uh, thank the sponsor of the podcast here. Today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you'll feel cool while looking just as cool. These polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those that want a subtle and sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com for 15% off. I gotta ask, let's be honest, alright? Are your polos getting outdated and dingy? I know for a fact that mine are. I've wore them way too long and way too much. It's time to get new ones that'll make you stand out on the golf course. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R-Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros polos. Mahler Bros Golf. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. Play good. And now we're going to take our first break. On the other end of this, we're going to dive into all the news and notes. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! 
in your new Main Event Marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? This is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg... He told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Hey, we're back. We're back. If you're tuning into a wrestling podcast to hear about wrestling and you want it gimmick and politic free, you probably want the same out of your products. Are you ready to ditch the gimmick coffee? Coffee Brand Coffee is fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. They've got bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. Not into coffee? Well, they've got great teas and cocos as well. At Coffee Brand Coffee, their head coffee roasters have mastered the art of unlocking flavors hidden inside their beans. Each batch is custom crafted and curated to accompany unique flavor profiles. Click on the link in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. I got one this week. Well, let's give a twofer. Oh, yeah. It's 4 o'clock somewhere, right? Not here, but yeah. Uh, hey, all y'all in England, this is to you. It's uh, like 7 o'clock over in the UK right now. They can. Hey, y'all can send me a picture of your box to prove it. But <laughs> anyway. Uh, I would gonna... take Scary Spice. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll take uh, uh, Posh. I got into a discussion with a, a mutual friend of ours the other day about that. I don't know where the hell that came from. He texted me. He was like, who's the hottest Spice Girl? I'm like, I, I don't know their names. I'm like, I don't know. Like the Beckham one. He's like, oh, that's posh. And he's like, no, nah, she's she's like the least attractive. I'm like, what? Yeah, I would agree with that. You think she's the least attractive out of all of them? I do. Oh, man. I don't know. I've always had a thing for Victoria Beckham. Mel B, though, Scary Spice, she's probably, I, I said she's my number, my number two. 
The other one, I have no idea who the other ones are because I don't think they did crap all after the Spice Girls. No, the red hair one's going to be in the Gran Turismo movie. Oh, really? I believe so. Wow. I think that's where I saw the trailer. Well, there's some chick now that goes by the name Ice Spice, and I'm like, that's something. Yeah. Ice. I was like, is she supposed to? I was like, is she the daughter of like Mel B or something? Because, you know, she's black. Oh, she's, I, uh, oh I was going to say she's the daughter of Vanilla Ice. Good Lord. Dude, that would be hilarious if it was like the daughter of Vanilla Ice and uh, Scary Spice. Then it, would, then it would be Ice oh, Spice. She has taste. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a handsome man right there. Mr. Uh, Bob Winkle, whatever the hell his name is. What? Uh, what Van Winkle or something? Is that his last name? I know it's Van Winkle, yeah, but I don't know his first name. I'm pretty sure it's Bob or Robert or whatever the hell. I just thought his legal government name was Vanilla. Good lord. Vanilla Van Van Winkle. (laughs) It's Robert Matthew Van Winkle. You want to talk about a, like, you can't get a whiter name than that. Right there, man. Van Winkle. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, what's your first name? Bob. Yeah, that's white. <laughs> what's your last name? Van Winkle. Wow, even whiter. That's like there's a, there's a there's a MMA uh, trainer. His name's uh, Mike Winklejohn. I've heard of him. First time I heard real that, I name. Like, is that a real name? <laughs> Winklejohn. <laughs> sounds like a something you do it when you're uh, at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Like you better be a badass with a name like that, or just a tough guy. They can take it. Yeah, right. All right. Anyway, let's get into the news and notes here. That is correct. Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> we Every are going with a little bit of Dave on this one, so that uh, that might be correct. Ah, we're starting right off with depression, man. It's, uh, it's an old Yeah, I know, I'm staple. talking to you. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's an old staple of the podcast. WWE did a nice job saluting Bobby Heenan on Raw after the Hall of Famer's death this past Sunday, September 17th. Uh, I think uh, I was at that show. I think it was in San Jose. Ah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at an NXT live event in Lowell, Massachusetts on Thursday night, September 21st, they also honored the brain with a 10-bell salute. That was a Man. huge part of my childhood dying right there. Yeah, right. I I remember. I kind of feel bad because I spent most of my childhood hating him, which I mean, I guess it means he was doing his job. But yeah, right. Uh, he'd probably be like, "Oh, well, thank you. You made me a lot of money." Well, <laughs> uh, I I still remember when he had to memorialize Gorilla Monsoon on Nitro. That that sucked. Oh, that tore me up. Yeah. And then in his Hall of Fame speech, he said that's the only thing I was missing was Gorilla. Right. That's true, man. Him and Tony Schiavone made a really good team, I thought, in WCW. But, I mean, you don't get more iconic than uh, Gorilla and the Brain. I'd say the backup. Not even even Jerry Waller and Jim Ross were as good as them. Yeah, right. They're a solid number two, though. I will say, back up to the Brain, I did like the team of Gorilla and Jesse Ventura. Uh, that one's Gorilla. pretty iconic. It's yeah. Gorilla. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the reason I, I liked it. I just like the way he always say Gorilla. 
if you ever go back and watch WrestleMania one, I don't know why you would. He calls him Gino throughout the whole show. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he keep he switches back and forth like at um, various times too. Like like sometimes he'll call him Gorilla, sometimes he'll call him Gino. Uh, he did on the wrestling album, I think is what it was called. If anybody had that, it was like the very first uh, cassette tape. I'm dating myself here. I think it was also that? a record. Yeah, <laughs> it came out. I think a record and a cassette tape of like wrestling themes and music and stuff. Just making and, up words now. Right. <laughs> and between the songs, they would go to Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon. And every once in a while, he'd call him Gino. It's like I think he was the only guy that could get away with calling him Gino on the air. But, Damn it, yeah. Bowers, name's Gorilla. Yeah, right. His name wasn't even really Gino, but it was just like a nickname. So <laughs> it was funny though. Either way, this one is well. We'll see where it goes. Goldberg is still not ready to close the door on coming back for another run in WWE. As told to WWE.com in an interview celebrating his debut 20 years ago. Quote, ask your boss. Hey, man, never say never, dude. Stranger things have happened. I did sit for 13 years and then suddenly appear back in the ring. Let's just say it ain't going to take nearly that, uh, the effort to get me ready again that it did last time. So I'll see you on the rebound for damn sure. End quote. Yeah, he'd be back quite a bit. Uh, what was the one where he took on Roman Reigns? Was that a SummerSlam? I forget now. No, it was. Uh, did he wrestle? Did he ever wrestle Roman? He was supposed to, but they didn't have it because it was the pandemic media. They pivoted yeah. to to Braun. I don't think that match happened. Did it happen? Uh, yeah, WrestleMania thirty five. I don't know. Or wait, thirty five was Roman and uh, Drew McIntyre. Okay, so this was Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeats Goldberg. Uh, I see the match here. It must have been a Saudi show. I don't really Elimination remember Elimination Chamber. Was it in Saudi place. Arabia? Yeah. No, Roman Reigns. Yeah, okay. This, Roman Reigns defeats Goldberg. This was, yeah, this was the Saudi Arabia one from last year. I don't really ever remember those shows, honestly. Unless they're uh, really good. Didn't you say the last one was pretty good? The, it was, they, yeah. Or, uh, what what was that? Seth won the uh, world title. Yeah, like uh, and then the... Roman. Oh, it was Night of Champions. Is that what you asking? Okay, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, there you go. But yeah, so Roman Reigns or uh, Goldberg does come back and have a few more big matches. That one against the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, man. Wolf. Just <sighs> goes to show you that neither one of them should be wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> The Undertaker had to carry his ass. And you could like while carrying his own limp ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could see the look on Undertaker's face throughout the match was just like, damn. It was like he was wrestling a rookie or something. And I think it was it was a combo of like Goldberg knocked the crap out of himself. And he said it was like extremely hot. So he was like not in his right mind with that because he was sweating so much. You were from Atlanta. You think you'd be normal used to the heat. <laughs> yeah, there, there. I'm sure there's a difference between Saudi Arabia heat yeah, right. and Georgia heat. That's exactly what I said when I went to Las Vegas. Man, there's a big difference between a California summer and a Vegas summer. Hell, no. yeah. You don't want to go in the middle of the desert. That's for sure. But it's kind of like when I tell you it's cold here and it's 60 degrees, and you're like laughing at my ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, it's single digits out here, man. <laughs> yeah. 
But speaking of comebacks, SmackDown general manager Daniel Bryan made no secrets of his desire to return to wrestling with his wife, Brie, giving her blessing based on what they believe will be a clean bill of health after a new treatment for brain uh, for brain injury he's been undergoing. When uh, and yeah, he you does could take a brain out, operate on, put it back. You know, why didn't you do that? Yeah, exactly. Good God. Uh, when Ring of Honor COO Joe Coff, real name, was asked about Brian, <laughs> Joe Coff. <laughs> yep. How's uh, that last thing spelled? I'm just curious. K O F F. Not even close to what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was asked about Brian. He said, "Quote." Well, I don't think it's any secret, and all the previous ROH wrestlers know that they are always welcome back in Ring of Honor. This is their home, so to speak, end quote. Daniel Bryan retweeted the interview and said, quote, interesting read. There you go. Uh, 2023, he's technically kind of there. Yeah. Has he ever actually had a match in Ring of Honor since uh, old Big Not Papa to my knowledge. bought it? Okay. Yeah. Well, so. actually, he did. I'm going to get it corrected. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't watch this current Ring of Honor product. Sorry, folks. Right. I, re- I refuse to watch this because the old one was so great. I'm not going to diminish my memories of it. I like watching ECW on Tuesday nights for WWE. Not I don't know, man. Memory, mind you. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I've heard this one is pretty damn good. Some people are saying it's better yeah, than the interviews. Pro- I've enjoyed. I've watched those. Maybe I, I kind of lied just then, but yeah, I did watch the paper. Yeah. I heard a lot yeah, of people I saying you during I'm like, how is Tony Khan running this and AEW? Because this has been so good. <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, you had texted me. Yeah, uh, during one of the it wasn't too long ago. You were watching Ring of Honor and you said it was like night and day. I think that was so. the event, the, the pay-per-view. Because I haven't watched the show, any of the shows, but the pay-per-views do they I do have, watch. Do they have weekly shows now? I believe it's on Thursdays. They tape it from the Impact Zone, I believe. Wow, really? And I want to say someone said they recorded an episode with Collision this past week. Huh. Not to show how dated or in the can we are, but... <laughs> Good grief. Well, how about that? Uh, where is, what does it air on? YouTube? No, I think it's Honor Club, is it called? Ah, I didn't even know that was still a thing. How about that? They should so just cancel Rampage and make that uh, rain water, but... Yeah, right. They're afraid that but... might get some views or what? <laughs> Maybe. But staying with possible comebacks, when WWE split its brands, Paige was drafted to Monday Night Raw's roster. Suspensions and neck problems have kept her off television for over a year now, however. Now that she's on the comeback trail, having made her way to the Performance Center to begin training for her return, WWE is gearing up for promotion for it. Uh, According to the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, there's a storyline in place to bring her back to TV, and she is tentatively scheduled to come back to SmackDown Live. With Asuka set to join the Monday Night Raw roster, perhaps WWE believed that the blue brand needed some depth. She'll join Natalya, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Naomi, Carmella, Tamina, and Lana if that is indeed the show that she ends up on. I don't remember. I don't either. I, yeah, I can't remember what the hell happened. She wasn't back for long. Didn't she? Yeah, she started a new faction with Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. I don't remember what yeah, the hell they were called. Yeah, they were, were called, called All the Way Live. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. Can't remember what the hell the, the name of the group was, but either way, yeah. that Wasn't uh, wasn't it the one they got canceled because it was like a porn video or something? Or thing? <laughs> no, that, uh, was, uh, that was the submission sorority. 
Uh, it was her Becky in Charlotte, I think. Yeah, and they oh yeah, because it was a uh, team PCB after that. Well, that Paige, was original. Yeah, Paige, Becky, and Charlotte. Like you couldn't come up with anything better than team PCB. Like, what does that even mean? Obviously, it's initials, but it's it's stupid. Shut yeah, your Paige, mouth. Paige isn't back for long. She'd get uh, horse kicked by Sasha Banks right between the shoulder blades, and that f's her neck up pretty bad again. Yeah, not good. Uh, not good. Believe me, not good. But yeah, <laughs> now she's back wrestling full time in AEW. But sticking with the WWE women's roster, the Four Horsewomen versus Four Horsewomen feud is still planned, and per the Wrestling Observer, multiple different ideas are being thrown out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah about happen. That. Yeah. Like, well, Dave, what well, you know, Dave would say hashtag plans change because it was going to happen. And then they change it to go against him, make him look dumb. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. <laughs> How dare you disrespect the good God dang name of Dave Meltzer? All right. Well, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, well, let, let's let, that too. <laughs> let's just say he's full of crap, everybody. But either way, everything that guy uh, just said <laughs> yeah, is bullcrap. Everything that guy just says bullshit. But don't be surprised if Charlotte wins the SmackDown women's title at hell in a cell and gets a big baby face face push now that she's back and has the goodwill from the situation with her dad's health issues. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think that happens. Is that the one I'm at in Sacramento? I don't remember. Hell in a Cell 2017. Was there a Hell in a Cell in 2017? I'm not finding it. Oh, there we go. Why didn't that come up? Anyway. Oh, Uh, That was the one one in Detroit. Uh, Charlotte did beat Natalia via DQ, so she did not win the title. This is an odd card, man. You got Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon as the main event in a Falls Count Anywhere Hell in a Cell match. Bobby Put a hat Rude on the Do- hat. <laughs> Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura, Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles versus Ty Dillinger. <sighs> Man, it's all kinds of weird. But I think this is this is the one that started out with the tag team title Hell in a Cell. It was uh, Usos and New Day. I remember that one being awesome. Dude, that is one of the greatest tag matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Wasn't that it the was one phenomenal. Wasn't that the one where they like had s- colored stripe crap around like kendo sticks and whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like Mike that and Ike's. Yeah, it was funny. And then they uh, then they like jammed them in the corner of the cell to like hold Xavier Woods. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> clever. That was funny. But, uh, yeah, so basically, uh, when it comes to that report, we've got to say... <laughs> uh, hashtag plans change, though. You know, it, it's... So everything he said. Bullcrap. Right? Yeah. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Anyway. Uh, the word going around is that Shayna Baszler has officially signed a contract with WWE. That is correct. <laughs> She'd be in soon, but uh, <clears throat> now turning it only to took some... her, what is this? 2017 it only took her six years to start being relevant. That's great. Wow. What did she did when she uh, wrestle in 
uh, start wrestling in 2011 or start fighting in 2011? No, I meant from 17 to now. Oh, gotcha. Wow. <laughs> hey, I mean, she had a pretty dominant run as NXT champion there for a bit, but I don't well, she know what did, that's but saying. It just, I don't know, something didn't ever click when she got the main yeah. roster. Nobody cared, bro. They really didn't. Even though she's a legit badass. And I personally think a better wrestler than Ronda Rousey, but whatever. She just doesn't have the name Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's, you know, an arguable point you got there. But now turning to someone who may not be coming back soon. Hulk Hogan's been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. But even though he's still one of the, the names that most people associate with pro wrestling, he remains persona non grata with the biggest wrestling company in the world. Hogan does say that he understands why the company cut him loose. But again, it's not because he'll say that he did something wrong. Quote, I think they did what was best for business. They were worried about losing sponsors and network support. End quote. Uh, asked if he thinks that if WWE will bring him back, Hulk tells TMZ's Harvey Levin, quote, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll save, you the, I'll save you the thought. He does come back. Right. There was no chance, unless he like murdered somebody, that they were not going to bring back Hulk Hogan. Come on. I do People, understand the sponsored thing and all that. I get it. Right. And I understand. Even though know, people have done far worse. Right. I understand people being upset with, you know, what he did and said and whatever. I, I get it. Like, I'm not saying I don't, but he's one of the biggest stars in the history of pro, uh, pro wrestling. Like it just said here, you know, most people associate him with pro wrestling. So uh, th the chance of him never coming back were like none. There was... <laughs> There is no no chance that they were never going to recognize. Imagine the NBA again. telling Michael Jordan he can never appear in an NBA game again because he did something. <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, the thing that got me was they like started acting like he didn't exist. Like they started cutting him out of crap. Like he yeah, was Chris Benoit. Yeah. Like, dude, I get it. He said some bad words, but God. Yeah, but that's, like, the, key, the key is what you said. He said something. He didn't kill anybody. Right. Like he said some naughty words. Like I'm sure some people had their feelings hurt. And like I said, I'm not saying I don't sympathize with that. I get it, especially if you grew up idolizing this guy and then he. I mean, especially if you were black and grew up idolizing him. Yeah, right. Like I, I get it. I do. But like, dang, man, to act like he's, you know, a criminal or something. Like, good Lord. Uh, either way, the Wrestling Observer is reporting those within WWE are saying that Vince McMahon did not blade before he went out for his headbutt by Kevin Owens, so no blood was planned. It just happened. Just a yeah, happy you can accident. Tell. Yeah. Owens headbutted the snot out of him, man. <laughs> like, damn. I mean, you know, whatever. You know, you get it in, man. But <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I just love that we're talking about Kevin Owens and a few of the McMahon, and he recently had one with Austin. Yeah, right. This does not look like the typical WWE guy, and here he is, like, the guy, essentially. Dude, you, you want to talk about... He's not Roman Reigns by any means, but he's still top, top guy. Right. Which is hard to believe. Really? Kevin Steen? Okay. I mean, I'll take yeah. it. Dude, you want to talk about, uh, you know, a, a wrestling bucket list, pretty much. 
Like there it is. Like he's done it. Got the feud with with uh, Vince McMahon. Had a match with Steve Austin at WrestleMania in Texas. In a sold out or at least close to sold out uh, Jerry's World. He's been the world champion. He was in the main event of this past WrestleMania with his best friend, winning the tag titles. I mean, what what more could you ask for, man? I mean, yeah, like you pointed out, he's I not was, the top guy, but I would say bigger check. But I'm sure he's got that too. So, yeah, I'm sure he's not hurting. All right, and if anybody's seen his wife, he's not hurting there either. Yeah, so, good for him. That guy outkicked his coverage, huh? You ain't kidding. He's got to have an amazing personality. My personality, you mean? Uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you know what the what the Miz talks about on his T-shirts, that kind of personality. Ah, yep. <laughs> oh, man, we just talked about Hulk Hogan. Now we came to this. I had forgotten that this happened. Oh God! <laughs> so WWE issues a statement on a Jinder Mahal promo. The Holy WWE, crap! <laughs> the, know you know what I'm is. talking about. Do uh, I know you? Know? Well, you know, I'll I'll get to it here in a second. Uh, the WWE champion was scripted to make several stereotypical jokes about his rival, Japanese superstar Shinsuke oh, Nakamura. Yeah, which promote or which prompted the crowd in the in uh, Oakland's Oracle Arena to chant, "That's too far," and left I many. I, ch- I was there. I don't think I chanted that. <laughs> I I didn't hear it, but and I was watching live. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it also left many at home upset by the racism on display, even with the words being delivered by a villain for a lot of viewers. The same hey, Middle Eastern to... villain, by the way. <laughs> right. Uh, the uh, for a lot of viewers, the segment failed to create a distinction between Mahal's fictional character and the fact that people backstage thought it was a good idea to have him say those things. Yeah. Uh, don't blame Mahal for that one. It's like let me. Let me throw you a twist here. Isn't it usually like the, the white guys offending people? Uh, typically. <laughs> but yeah, man. Can we give credit was... to WWE for branching out and making the Indian guy a racist now? Yeah, right. Well, hey, they they already made the, the guy of Mexican descent racist, so there's that. That's right. Yep. For Chavo, people that don't know, we we get a lot of mentions of this character in on the <laughs> podcast. But it was just so in-your-face terrible. But Chavo Guerrero changed his name to Kerwin White, bleached his hair out, dressed in like uh, like golf clothes, or whatever, and said, "If it ain't white, it ain't right." Yeah, they took. Not only that, they they made him like a happy white supremacist. <laughs> right, and then they thought, well, maybe that's a little too far. So then he started saying, "If it isn't yeah, Kerwin," yeah. <laughs> so the, he started saying, "If it isn't Kerwin White, it isn't right," because you know that's better. Just you know, you know, damage done, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's brown it's okay mm-hmm. like, good lord it's stuff like this i started like why do i watch this yeah and this is always the crap that like your friends and family walk in on you know yep that's <laughs> i always like uh there's a, uh, a clip it was like uh you're watching raw and it's like as soon as your mom walks in and it's like uh you know a women stripping down and like mud wrestling and crap the headbangers coming out with their huge like Madonna cones. Yeah. <laughs> WWE finally gave this. St- <sighs> WWE finally gave this statement. Quote, and this is just corporate mushmouth speak. So 
They said, just like many other TV shows or movies, WWE creates programming with fictional personalities that cover real-world issues and sensitive subjects. As a producer... That's become of, a WWE form letter at this point. <laughs> yep. As a producer of such TV shows, WWE Corporate is committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds and demonstrated by the diversity of our employees, performers, and fans worldwide. That See, well, well, I don't deny nothing. that. I think it means nothing when you go and do all the crap you just talked about. <laughs> like, what does this mean? Like, it means nothing. Everything that guy just said is bullshit. Like, it means, I, hey, on soap operas, people will drop the N-word and make mock Chinese people so we can do it on WWE. That's what it means. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if that's true, but, you know, whatever. Even if it was true, my thing here is, like, uh, just... Why do it? Why? Yeah, and it's like, if you're going to come out with this statement, just don't come out with a statement because this is literally saying nothing. Like I, I've seen so many corp- corporations as like, oh crap, we're in trouble. Uh, here, put this out, and it's like, okay, what is this saying? Uh, nothing. But you know, we we spoke. Like this is, you might as well just say nothing because this might be worse. They issued a statement, dude. They never yeah, said the we, statement was going to do any uh, damage control. Yeah, that's a that's like uh, I I always like when corporations their their released statement is we hear you, okay? Like, <laughs> might as well say we hear you. Now shut the hell up. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I hear a lot of things. Doesn't mean I give a crap about it, but I hear a lot of things. All right, like what is what does it mean? You hear me, so you're gonna do nothing? I guess unless it's followed up with we unless it's followed up with uh, you know, and we will stop whatever. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I don't give a damn if you heard me. Yeah. Hey, my dog used to hear me say, don't take a shit on my floor, and he still did it, so there you go. I mean... (laughs) You ever see that meme of, like, it's that one, I think it was out of WrestleMania, where Hulk Hogan's, like, flexing, and he's got that look, like, and it was, like, my dog, like, looking in my eyes while he shits on the carpet. (laughs) Yeah. I do. (laughs) I've seen that one. (laughs) I like the... There's another one that was like uh, my toddler looking dead into my eyes while he fills his pamper. Exactly. WWE sent out a survey about possible content and features for a premium tier of their streaming WWE network service. One of the possibilities. God, that never went anywhere. Yeah, right. One of the possibilities asked about was Matt Hardy's former employer, TNA, seeing as he still hasn't settled sorry, ownership. Sorry, let me stop you real quick. Why is he the one they list? Uh, because, Hardy. He came out, because he came uh, out with a statement about it, and that's that's actually uh, the second part of this here. Oh, sorry. But, uh, it just but sounds see- weird to me. Matt Hardy, not AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but seeing as he still hasn't settled ownership of his broken gimmick with TNA's new owners, Anthem Entertainment, Good even Lord. the... Even the mention of WWE gaining rights to the material excited Hardy. I bet. He tweeted, quote, looks like hashtag the final deletion, hashtag delete or decay, hashtag or and hashtag total nonstop deletion will be on the at WWE network before you know it. Wonderful. End quote. Well. Yeah. Well, Matt. Well. Not quite. You know what gets uh, me? They, he thinks this stuff's like groundbreaking or something or great. I it was a and novelty. I can keep thing, it fair. I don't want to see that or the the Bray Wyatt uh, 
cinematic stuff, or even the Darby Allen one for that matter. I don't see any of that. Right. I well, I will say that warehouse thing that they did with Darby Allen and uh, Sting against Team Taz. It was kind of dumb, but at the same time, I kind of liked it. I, I, I don't know something about it. Oh, well, got Will Hobbs on TV, so I was already paying attention. Yeah, right. <laughs> got him on pay per views. There you go. Got it. It uh, got him a nice check, I'm sure. But yeah, no, I I didn't dig any of that. I thought it was all dumb. It was kind of funny at times, but it's one of them like uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. But it's like like the Crash TV stuff. Like when they talk about it, it's like. Yeah, it's cool at first, but then once you see it, then you don't want to see it again. It's like they're not going to keep tuning in for it. It's like, oh, I seen it, done that, you know, whatever. Because apparently that final deletion or whatever, that one was, yeah, like it, it did good ratings, uh, you know, relatively speaking for TNA. Do they have a? Do they have an ring for idiots? <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. It 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 did okay, but it again, it's one of them where it's like you tuned in to see that stupid crap, and then you're done. Like you don't want to see it again. Whatever. I rem- I think you and I watched Delete or Decay. That's that one where the they brawl out in the parking lot, and the dude remember the dude <laughs> yeah. drives up in the pickup truck, and he's like, I re- Matt Hardy." <laughs> I remember we watched it because there was like a thing going on that might have been the last ever uh, yeah. Impact show. That's when they were like really hurting. Yeah, yeah, and everybody was like, "Oh, this this Bound for Glory is it? This this may be the final one." And then it's like, "Nah, no, nah, they're still here." Then you and I are like, Damn I mean, "Good it, for them, but like, how?" <laughs> right. Yeah, and then you and I were like, "Why did we watch this?" Like, ugh, God, it was stupid. Yeah, uh, no kidding. We're the kind of people people got to watch out for for like suicide attempts because we'll apparently do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've watched a lot of terrible things. So, uh, many of them for this show right here. Yeah, but I like to think this is uh, information, informational and educational. That one we just did for fun. Like, yeah. I mean, not we'll for fun, that. but like attempted fun. <laughs> yeah, right. The WWE's use of the Starcade name is designed to boost ticket sales for the Greensboro, North Carolina house show. North Carolina! And, uh, spe- and specifically to counter the annual Russellcade Festival in nearby Winston-Salem ne- that weekend. I just, they still, do they still use it in December for their shows? And how's NXT not using it? We, we, we literally, as recording this, the Great American Bash is coming up, so. Yeah, I, uh, I don't understand that. I figured for sure uh, the NXT would, would pick up that, but. They use Grand American Bash and Halloween Havoc, so yeah, they need to use all of them, in my opinion. But NXT Super Brawl in February would be cool. Yeah, right. Super Brawl, Halloween Havoc, great. They need to bring back, uh, or yeah, they already got Great American Bash. They should use Bash the Beach because they made I a big deal did. out of. I think they did, didn't they? Oh no, that was AEW, right? Yeah, yeah, they made a big stink out of AEW using it, and then they don't use it. And there was a thing there they for use a while. war games, but they don't use fall brawl. But yeah, well, there was a thing there for a while where Cody was saying he wanted to get all of uh, all the WCW pay per view names back that his dad helped to develop, whatever. And that never went anywhere. <laughs> so instead, if he couldn't beat him, he joined him. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, damn it, I'll just go back. 
But there's increased talks uh, that Lucha Underground will not be picked up for a fourth season. And the oh, upcoming no! and the upcoming Ultima Lucha Trace will be the end of the show slash promotion. See our last story, by the way. <laughs> That's why we watch Bound for Glory. <laughs> yeah, we have never watched a Lucha Underground show. I don't think we ever I'm will. I'm OK with that. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if they did get picked up. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't... picked up by the local authorities for violating pro wrestling. <laughs> Good lord! Now, the series had moderate viewership in its first two seasons, but the third and okay, so it did get picked up for a fourth season. Saw fluctuations in viewership uh, after it was made available on Netflix prior to the fourth season premiere. The series was eventually canceled due to budget concerns. Yeah. Look, I'll say this: from what I've seen of it, it wasn't all crap. But, you know, you had to dig through the crap to get to the good stuff. Uh, EO Sky was was there. She was in a, a group with uh, was like her, Kyrie Sane, and someone else. I can't remember. Another Japanese girl. Oscar. And, yeah, well, I, uh, I don't think it was either. I don't think it was any of them. But, okay. yeah, they were, they, were Japanese in, women, so. yeah. they were in a they were in a trio together. It was called Greg Stream. Yeah, I got it. Either way, uh, they they had some decent talent. They had Jeff Cobb in a mask. Uh, he he was Matanza. That was pretty cool. Uh, Penta, like Pentagon, had uh, had kind of a rebirth of his character there. Piano, <sighs> piano. Uh, they had Johnny Mundo, or you know Johnny insert name here, whatever the hell you want to call him. And apparently, I call the last him the bastards, I call him. exactly. He bagged himself a winner, but then again. Uh, Look at them abs, man. I mean, I don't think the, the women are going to go for that. Come on now. Oh, I almost want to go for that. <laughs> Good Lord. And he had or, uh, the, the last season. I don't watch it, but I was told by somebody who watched it. They had like an infinity gauntlet type thing. And every time they'd snap their fingers, somebody would disappear. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened. I believe anyway. It. Yeah. And then they, well, they killed the promoter, whatever his name is, some actor that they hired. And then the, the guy, and then he came back, uh, but like an old man and he was supposed to be like the father of the guy they just killed or something like that. Like, my God, you know, I would like to retract my whole thing about never wanting to see the show. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm kind of curious. You've piqued my interest. There was a there was a thing where like uh, Penta was like messing with Vampiro. Vampiro was on like meds to keep himself calm. And finally, he stood up from commentary, took the trash can and poured his meds out into the garbage and then went and took on Penta. (laughs) Wow, man. Yep. As long as they played his effing music, that's all that really matters. (laughs) I hear when I hear Lucha Underground, I think. <laughs> You're gonna offend somebody, dude. Oh, I'm sure. Not that I don't uh, agree with you, but <laughs> right. I'll land that grenade with you. I I hear the same thing. Yep. But this last story here, or well, the last couple of stories, I'm gonna end on Impact. This one is from the the Indies. <clears throat> I f- didn't know this was a thing at the time. But have you heard of Flow Sports? No. It it's sounds like, like a. a- Sounds like an apparel company. It's a. It was like a 
iPay-Per-View streamer, I guess. Uh, but apparently, Flow Sports recently filed a lawsuit in Texas for financial restitution from WWN due to what they claim were misrepresentation of viewership numbers. WWN... The- WWN is the, the, the network, I believe, that was on No Holds Barred. Seriously? I think so. Wow. Well, WWN, the parent company of Evolve, fired back, claiming that the Austin-based company hasn't lived up to their promise to promote shows on their streamer Flow Slam service uh, and told other sources that they pl- plan to file a countersuit. It looked at uh, let me see. It looked at that time like uh, they would be continuing to do business with each other, including broadcasting recent Evolve shows from Illinois and Michigan, but that will not be the case. Gabe Sapolsky tweeted, quote, Flow Slam is refusing to broadcast tonight's Evolve event. We apologize, but this is f- their decision. Please contact them for customer issues, end quote. Wow, way to just dump it off on <laughs> I mean, uh, he's not wrong, but it's unclear uh, where or even if fans will be able to watch those events. Uh, WWN does still have an internet pay-per-view operation that they use occasionally, which was WWN Live, but getting everything up and running reliably for the shows will be a challenge. Then there's the fact that both companies have told customers that in order to stream these and future Evolve shows, they would need to sign up for a $20 per month Flow Slam account. Get the hell out. Yeah, so they screwed over the customers by saying, hey, sign up for this and you can get the shows, and then saying, you know what, we're not going to broadcast them shows. Was this before or after uh, their deal with WWE? Uh, I think it was before, because this might have been the catalyst for it. But then uh, they only showed, like, what, one or two Evolve shows? I don't think I they're on there anymore. I was one in Florida when um, Tyler Bate defended the UK title. Yeah, uh, I that was in I seventeen. Watched, so, yeah, okay. I watched the one that Austin Theory was in the main event. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw Austin Theory. It was at that show actually? So, Still that's the only anything. thing. Yeah, right. Uh, that's the only thing I remember. Uh, I don't know where it went after that. So, we're wrapping up with a couple of uh, impact stories here. According to Conan, Rey Mysterio could still end up eventually signing with Impact. (laughs) And as you mentioned, Dominic, his son, is one of the biggest things in wrestling right now in WWE. Who the hell thought you would ever say those words? Right. I still don't think he's all that good as far as, like, in-ring stuff. He's not bad. I just don't think he's great. He's got a lot. As of recording this yeah, it's. Uh, I, th- I still think he's got a long way to go before he's considered like. A great, yeah, but he's got one of the uh, most important parts down. Yeah, personality. Yeah, he's he's a good he character. I'll give him that. Yeah, right. Uh, final story I got here. The Wrestling Observer notes that there have been some internal pushback at the idea of another rebranding for Impact Wrestling, but the GFW name appears to be out. That's and probably a good thing. That is correct. <laughs> I will admit I kind of liked the rebranding to GFW because I only because I thought the Impact Wrestling sounded stupid and I was more than happy for them to do away with TNA but I don't know and I like the belts that they had and everything those don't really 
the too long didn't read uh, description here of it, of, of the GFW thing. So Jeff Jarrett broke off or got fired. For, I can't remember from TNA. What else? Oh, what else is new? Yeah. And he went off and started global force wrestling. And there was a handful of top talents for, or even mid card talents from TNA that decided to follow him. And then he got some other names too. And they started running some shows, never really went much of anywhere. But then uh, Jeff Jarrett made a deal with, I guess, Anthem entertainment, whatever, and came back and they merged GFW and impact and decided to stick with the GFW name. I, it does, it does sound a little bit more professional. Right. And they kind of just rebranded everything, did away with Impact. But I feel like this lasted for like maybe two months. I Am I... Do you think that's... I feel, that's like, you're, I feel like you're right on that. Yeah. I feel like it was over before long. I even realized it was going. Right. They rebranded everything. And then, boom. I, I don't get it. So let's see. Yeah. After returning to TNA early 2017, uh, by April, it was going, going, uh, going, gone. Let's see. Uh, the, the rebranding was officially over on October 23rd. Okay. So, uh, so I guess in late June is when they entered into the agreement. So I'm going to say probably by July, they rebranded and it was over by October. So I August, September. Yeah, so. we gotta go back to the great established impact brand, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's where all the history is, man. Uh, the final GFW champion, by the way, the or excuse me, it was the global championship. Uh, the final champion was Alberto El Patron. So yeah, that'd yeah. be enough to make me full too. <laughs> there were two champions. There was Nick Aldis, who held it for 547 days, and then Alberto El Patron. And then he, he defeated Lashley to unify the global title and the Impact World title uh, on July 2nd. Patron did? Yeah. That's I way better than Bobby Lashley. Exactly. So, <laughs> the, the official GFW championship was established in October of 2015, and it was retired on July 2nd, 2017. <laughs> wow. Hell of a man. That puts the NWA and WWE titles a shame, huh? Yep. Hey, Cody Rhodes was the final next-gen champion. Anyway, that does it for the news and notes. You ready to get into this event? I am, and I wanted to correct something real quick, because someone's going to be like, actually, so the thing on Noel's bar was WTN, not WWN. Okay, just want to make ah, sure I got that in there. Gotcha. I think WWN stood for the World Wrestling Network, I believe. And they were supposed to be like a parent company, almost like a, like an NWA. But I don't think they yeah, had I can, any. I can, I can see that because I think them, I think uh, them, Progress, and Shimmer were all in the same banner. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I, I, the only one I know of is Evolve. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that stupid chant for Progress. So this is Progress. Like, so what you're saying it's been crap and now they're making progress or what? Do you understand what you're chanting here? Yes. I always got a kick out of that. This oh, is progress. Man. Yep. What, what's the, the WX something or whatever from Germany that WWE has? 
You know, you yeah, know, I know what, what I'm talking is. about. I just can't be yeah. letters. Yeah. It's WX something, but it's it's over in I think Germany, and that's where Gun- Gunter Volta. That's that's where they came or he came from. So, but either way, Guta. we're gonna take our next break. On the other end of this, it's Death Before Dishonor. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUp Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. It's Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor 15. Took place September 22nd, 2017 at Sam's Town Live in Sunrise Manor, Nevada. Yeah. That place. everyone goes. That's like a that's like a tourist destination, I believe. Right. <laughs> uh, sure. I couldn't even find it on Google Maps, dude. Yeah, right. Uh, the attendance and the buy rate for this were not published, so I have nothing to go on for that. But nothing. commentary. Com- commentary for the show is Ian Riccaboni and Colt Cabana. How we open up with this? You know what? I'm gonna bring back something I started a while back, and I just completely forgot. What? Do you know what the number one movie and song were when this came out? Or do you want to know? Uh, hit me. I I have no idea. One movie was it. Uh, part one. Oh yeah, yeah it had to be part one. Yeah. The number one song was "Look What You Made Me Do." Or yeah, look what you made me. Yeah, look, at- look what you made me do to it. Or by Taylor Swift. Uh. It's uh, it says, "Look what you made me do." Yeah, Taylor Swift. That's uh, I know that one. Oh, I can find the freaking titles. It was the movie. Never mind. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, stupid mistake. First ma- uh, match of the night, though, we get this. It is the ROH World Six Man Tag Titles yeah. on the line. The inaugural match. It's my favorite team and yours, the Kingdom, 
Matt Taven, TK O'Ryan, and Vinny Marseglia. They're taking on Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Jan Mark Briscoe goes 12 minutes, 8 seconds. Before you even start, do you remember how to get to Matt Taven's house? <laughs> uh, down a back alley and up a hill and through a bush or some crap. There's, there's two houses there, one with a bush. That's Matt Taven's house. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But the match ends when Bully Ray and Mark Briscoe hit TKO Ryan with the Doomsday device for the win. Uncle Dave gave this three and a quarter stars. I gave it dose. It was fine. What say you? I gave it two. Thought it was. It was okay. Yeah. It was a yeah. It was fine. I, I will like say though, towards the it. end, I was getting ready to hit the the scroll button. I was going to say fast forward, but the way I watched it, uh, I was getting ready to <laughs> you know, scroll through it a little bit. But oh, okay, it's over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all that great. But Jay Briscoe looks pretty upset that Mark got the assist from Bully Ray instead of him. He blows off his partners and grabs a chair to throw it at TKO Ryan's face before storming off. The one thing I'll always remember about TKO Ryan, the only thing I remember about him, uh, is they were in a match and he does a springboard moonsault to the outside. And his shins cracked the guardrail, and he had to be wheeled out of there. I think he he broke his shins. How did AJ Styles was... not break his knees doing that nightly? Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, he he came down just at the right spot. I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks. But on commentary, they talk about not being able to find Hangman Page. They even have a missing persons poster for him. <laughs> we now go the to missing cowboy. <laughs> We now, have you seen this cowboy? Probably in your local <laughs> bar. Drink it a whiskey. We now go to a video of the elite arriving at the venue early in the day. Matt Jackson laments that they can't find Hangman Page, and they collect, collectively ask, where's Hangman? This was stupid. No! <laughs> but up next, it is Marty Skrull, whoop, whoop, taking on sexy Chucky T., those 12 oh, minutes, Lord. seven seconds. It really I can't sucks. I can either way, but I'm like, I definitely can't stand you by yourself. Yeah, right. It really sucks that Marty Skrull was such a damn creep, because I, I did really like him. In the end, referee Todd Sinclair gets in Chucky e. T's way, allowing Marty Skrull to lock in the crossface chicken wing to win. Damn it, Todd, you ruin everything. Uncle Dave gave this three and a half stars. I gave it three. I dug it. What say you? I gave it three as well. It's pretty good. Like I said, I was and I forgot Skrull fan. Just forgot how just how over that fool was with people, right? And he ruined it all. You know, for people that don't know, he had to specify. Look, it's legal to sleep with a sixteen-year-old in the UK. All right. Like, ugh, that was gross. Let me make it clear. I'm not excusing it, but. I guess technically what he did wasn't illegal. Yeah. Well, that was this was during the time of the Me Too movement when, come to find out, damn near every British wrestler was a freaking creep. Allegedly! That was <laughs> lovely. But anyway. Well, Nick Aldis is a pretty good dude, I believe. If you had that, like what he does, would you wander? No, he's one life. Yeah, pretty much. But guys, living proof that, you know, God does have favorites. 
Yeah, he's look at him. He's he's he looks like that. He's got the British accent. Of course, he'd get someone like Mickey James. Not fair, damn it. I might question him and his character if he didn't. Yeah, right. But up next, it is Punishment Martinez, who will never go anywhere or do anything. (laughs) And he's taken Uh, on Switchblade Jay White in a Las Vegas street fight. See previous statement. Yeah. Uh, It it is an insert city here street fight. Yeah. This goes 13 minutes, 46 seconds. Trash cans, chairs, and tacks are used in the end. Martinez chokes. Oh yeah, uh, Martinez choke slams White into the thumbtacks to win. Uncle Dave gave this three and three quarter stars. I gave it Trace. What say you? I gave it three as well. Loved it. Yeah, it was pretty. Didn't think fun. I'd ever say that, but it was fun. Yeah. Well, I like both these guys. So Jay White looked like a baby here, though, man. He has to be like twelve here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you would think. And I forgot that thing where he used to dye the the ends of his hair like blue. Because I noticed that in this match, I'm like, I forgot he did that crap. Punishment Martinez looks basically the same. He doesn't age. <laughs> I, speaking of him, I believe he's like close to forty now. <laughs> yeah, he's no spring chicken. The the one that makes me laugh. Uh, somebody posted this. Uh, Kyle from Apron Bump uh, retweeted this and had a comment. Somebody said uh, the Judgment Day or forming the Judgment Day will go down as the greatest thing Edge has ever done in his career. And, <laughs> and Kyle retweeted it and he said, "says somebody who has been watching wrestling for a whole year." <laughs> Other people I'll were like, this. "This might be the greatest thing he's ever done for anybody else." Yeah, right. Somebody, somebody else was like, uh, I guess he missed the whole, you know, attitude era and ruthless aggression era. Like, good All Lord. the titles he won. Yeah. That's the greatest big, thing he's done. Biggest feuds he's been in. Like, the, the huge feuds he's been in. The great matches he's been in. The storylines. Come on, man. Headlining. I, I, I'll say he's he's been a headliner at WrestleMania. I don't think he's ever technically made yeah, it. Yeah, one of the all-time greats. Yeah. He him closed Taker. Twenty Four, so he did main event. Yeah. Uh yeah, him and Taker. Then there was the the match he had with uh yeah, the match with Jericho. That one was pretty good. I think that one went on kind of early in the card though. Yeah, it did. And his uh you know the the T or the ladder match he had at WrestleMania two thousand. I mean, come on, man. You want a SummerSlam two thousand now in the archives? Yeah, his return at the Royal Rumble twenty, uh, is it twenty twenty? Uh, yeah, return? it was right before COVID, so we're like, oh, thank God, we got that in yeah. before that happened. <laughs> yeah, right. And like, d- dude, I almost cried, bro. I think he did. <laughs> oh yeah, he was breaking down the way to the ring. Yeah, right. I don't blame him. But commentary now, getting back to this, commentary runs down what happened in the previous six-man title match and talks about whether or not Hangman will be there. My question, why are we getting two matches for the six-man tag titles on this show? My question is, why do we have a six-man tag title? Well, for the hung bucks, Greg. God, how do you not know this? Fast forward to 2023, we still have it because of the bucks. Yep. 
the Bucks and Kenny Olivier, old finger bang. But it is uh, Bully Ray and the Briscoes, J. Mark Briscoe, defending against the Damn hung, <laughs> the hung Bucks of Hangman Page, Matt, and Nick Jackson. The Ring of Honor six man tag titles on the line in five minutes six seconds. So after the champions enter, the Young Bucks come out with the uh, missing persons posters for Hangman. Finally, Hangman runs in from the crowd in street clothes with his wrists and mouth duct taped. Did they ever say, I, I didn't hear on commentary, they say what the hell happened. Nope. You're yeah, supposed to just, accept it. Yeah, he just kind of shows up. But he beats up Bully and the Briscoes before moonsaulting on top of them outside of the ring and then ripping the tape off. In the end, Bully Ray asks Jay to get the tables. Jay brings in a table in the ring, stands it up, and then slams it into Bully's face. In the face! In the face! There we go. <laughs> uh, but Hangman then pins Bully for the pinfall win. Uncle Dave didn't rate this. I give it a star and a half. Like, yeah, I gave it a star. This was terrible. Why did they win the titles earlier just to lose them later? I, Two switches, bro. It's freaking stupid. Stupid. And I guess, well, not to spoil a match for later in the night, but it's like what the young bucks would only agree to do the job if they were winning gold, if, if uh, they won gold somewhere else in the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we can't we can't be title lists. All right. We have to have something. So you know, you better book that six man tag title match tonight or we're not dropping the belts. All right. Now they actually run a company where they can probably do that. if They really want to. Yeah. Like they just, I don't even know, man. Like this, this is horrible. And it just, it, it looks dumb when it's like they're in two matches. Like they drop one title, they pick up another title. Like, okay. But either way, Jay Briscoe leaves while Mark looks shocked and confused per usual. Uh, he goes to check on Bully and then asks That's just Jay, he turns on light switch. <laughs> he looks in the mirror. What? What? Yeah, I'm going to hell. Anyway, he goes to check on Bully and then asks Jay, why did you do this? Why? Up next. It looks uh, kind of funny. It is Kushida defending the ROH World television title against Kenny King, the dick dancer. This goes about 16 and a half minutes. In the end, when Kushida goes for Hurricane Rana, Kenny reverses it into the Royal Flush to win. I love okay. that. <laughs> Uh, I like Colt Cabana. Royal Flash! Royal Flash! Good God. Uh, but Uncle Dave gave this four stars. I gave it three and a half. Let's say you. I gave it three, and I think this is the best match of the night so far. So far, yes. It was damn good. I I liked it. Uh, Kenny I often forget I, how good Kenny King is when so I watch a match. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he's a little silly, and it's like, eh... But other times he's really damn good. So, and Kushida is amazing. So uh, every time I see Kushida on the card, I know that he's gonna do something awesome. But after the match, Kenny's daughter gets in the ring to celebrate with her dad, and Kushida celebrate or er, congratulates Kenny King on his victory. And then we go to Silas Young taking on Jay Lethal, greatest first generation wrestler of all time. First is the last, the last man. real man. 
Exactly. It is a last man standing match. Goes just shy of 21 and a half minutes. No, it's a last real man standing match. <laughs> there you go. When Lethal pulls the ring mats back on the outside, it's a wooden floor. I chuckled a little bit when Rick Abani says that Lethal exposed the hardwood. <laughs> Ian uh, Rick Aboner. <laughs> Good God. Uh, I know, I'm a child. Whatever. I mean, I said it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Young takes the ring announcer, Bobby Cruz's belt. Lethal steals it from him and whips Young until his back welts. That looked sick, man. But partway through this one, the Beer City effin' Bruiser comes limping his big ass out with a pony keg. His words left my mouth. <laughs> talking about his belly or an actual pony keg? Yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Lethal had tried to injure the Bruiser's leg, so it's in a brace. Young says... Lethal, that, lethal's the face, by the way. Right. Uh, well, that's because uh, if people didn't see the build-up package, Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser attacked him and beat the crap out of him and put him out of action for, like, I don't know, three months or some crap like that. But Young lays Lethal on a table outside of the ring. Bruiser dives on him, or towards him. Lethal moves, and Bruiser goes through the table. Lethal then hits a cutter to Silas through another table. Referee Todd Sinclair eats crap while uh, when Lethal gets kicked into him. You know okay, he, he eats a lot more than crap. <laughs> he eats a lot of crap. But you know where he got hit, Greg, when, when uh, Lethal hit him? In the face! In the face! <laughs> <laughs> got it in again. Uh, anyway, but this busts Lethal open, but barely even hurts Sinclair. And he's got a head of steel. It was funny. He's like flopping around like a damn fish. Like, ah, ah. But Silas stops the count so that he can hit the lethal injection on Jay Lethal. But Jay gets up at nine. In the end, both men climb up a ladder outside of the ring. The ladder falls, and both men crash through a table. This leads to Silas standing up at nine, but Lethal cannot. So Silas Young wins. Uncle Dave and I both gave this four stars. What say you? I gave it three. I was shocked at the winner. I didn't because I didn't know who was going to win in these matches going into it, which I was happy I didn't. Same. A little more enjoyable, I, but I, I was like, really oh, yeah. thought it was Jay. Yeah, yeah I did too. I'm like, no friggin' way. But it happened, man. I forgot he was a like Silas Young, pronouns pal. I forgot he was kind of a big deal in Ring of Water. Now he just is just a. Every three-week jobber on Dynamite. That's sad, man. He's so freaking good. By the way, what the hell happened to Silas Young? That's what I'm talking about. Silas Young, yeah. he. Every three weeks on Dynamite, he's a jobber. Oh, wait, really? I thought you Pretty were talking much, about yeah. I think wow. he's still in there. I think he's still in Ring of Honor, but they always dust him off for this. He got squashed a couple weeks wow. ago. I think he lost to Orange Cassidy. I think. Oh, my God. I think it was Orange Cassidy. It was definitely somebody that Cornette hated because he was crapping all over it. <laughs> man, like how the mighty have fallen, man. I mean, it's not like he was like a tip top guy, but he was in some pretty big feuds and he was a pretty good wrestler. Certainly <sighs> looks like he fits the part, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Looks like an actual real man. Like a grown ass man. He's just such, up, a, man? such an effing man, dude. He is. 
the, the last real effing man. Guarantee you he drives an El Camino, goes to the <laughs> liquor store every morning to pick up a tall boy pack and smokes a couple lotto scratchers. Exactly. And then he like uh, completely ignores the fact that there's a line of people behind him while he sits there and scratches them off on the counter. <laughs> well, I got to cash yep. him in now, damn it, because I want to have enough to pay for my smokes. <laughs> He's like that shifting fella. You wait in the car till he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Bag of marble red 100s. <laughs> Back make them three. It's going to be a long day. Good Lord. Anyway, up next, it is the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, yet again, defending the ROH World Tag Team titles against the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. One of my favorite current, teams of all time. Uh, current Impact World Champion, Alex Shelley, by the way. And X Division Champion, Chris Saban. I keep he's like a bazillion. He's like a bazillion time X Division Champion. <laughs> this goes just shy of 16 minutes. The referee takes a bump at one point so that Christopher Daniels and Kazarian can interfere. They eventually get taken out, but then come back to beat everyone up yet again. Both teams eventually work together to hit a double indie taker on Daniels and Kazarian outside of the ring before going back. Taker. To... Yep. Uh, before going back to fighting each other. Did they? Did they call it that? Because I must have missed that. I feel like I would have wrote that down. Yeah, that's the name of the move. I must have missed it. All right. Instead of the Undertaker, it's the Indie Taker. Get it? Because they hit tombstones. <laughs> anyway. <It's> clever. <laughs> yeah, right? That's better than the Meltzer driver. And in the end, the guns get Matt Jackson on their shoulders in a seated position. They basically hit a double one-winged angel to pin Nick Jackson and win the, or excuse me, Matt Jackson, and win the tag titles. Uncle Dave gave this four and a quarter stars. I actually gave it four. I had a lot of fun with this match. What say you? I did give it four as well. It was probably the highest rated Young Buck match I ever gave. But I'm going to cop out and say that most machine guns are amazing. So They definitely are. Uh, they put on their working boots for this one, man. It was a good match. You know where they're from, by the way. Great. Detroit. Uh, and, you know, crap ass city. Uh... Yeah, B-L-E-W. They blew all right. But after the match, the crowd chants, fight forever. Of course they do. Yeah. The Bucks grab the... More flips, Greg. Bucks grab the ROH tag titles and put them on the shoulders of the machine guns before leaving. And that takes us to our second to last break. On the other end of this is the main event. Get into right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What did we do? 
Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Hey, hey, ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Main event time. It is Cody. One name. One with, name. With Brandy. Uh, we don't rehearse that. <laughs> uh, he's defending the ROH World Heavyweight title against Monaro Suzuki, who I guess is the never open weight champion of this time. And in case you didn't know it, they will tell you 27 times this match. This is his first time in America in like 50 years. <laughs> Did you catch that? They never shut up about that. Yeah, they, they mentioned it. They definitely mentioned it a handful of times. So I was like, Wow. Uh, you didn't realize but, he's here and the match is happening, right? You can stop saying it now. Yeah. yeah uh, for people that don't know what the Never Open Weight title is, by the way, you can look it up on Wikipedia. So it's it's a New Japan belt, I'll say. So this goes at 12 and a half minutes. Cody enters between some Vegas showgirls and his wife, who's wearing a red, white, and blue unitard. That's not weird. Yeah. Uh, when the match starts... And Cody demands that Suzuki kiss the ring of honor. Suzuki bites his hand. Cody was definitely less into match quality here, and he was more into the theatrics. In the end, Suzuki locks in a rear naked choke, but Cody turns it around and reverses it to hit a crossroads and win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. It was a very average main event. What say you? Yeah, I gave it two. I still I, don't understand the hype over Suzuki. I never will. Who has this recording, by the way, will be on um, Dynamite this week. Or tonight. Say, if you've seen, like, you've seen his stuff in America, I totally understand that. I've seen a lot of his stuff in Japan. That's pretty good. I, I don't know. He's got to have the right dance partner. I don't... Like, I don't understand what the hell was with Cody here. It was like he was still kind of doing the the WWE over-the-top, goofy heel kind of crap here. And I don't think he really settled into himself until by the time he hit AEW. Then it was like, oh, yeah, I I can be a good wrestler now. So, I don't know. But either way, after the match, Cody celebrates over top of Suzuki on the mat and then leaves with Brandy. Suzuki eventually gets out of the ring and threatens Carrie Silken before leaving. This was quite the anticlimactic ending to the show. I was not impressed with it. But the last man way, standing match was better than their world title main event. Yeah, the tag title match was better than this main event. A but, Young Bucks match was better than this. Yep. <laughs> yeah, those words left my mouth. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're diving into the final ratings and telling you what's coming up in the future of the podcast. 
Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod, on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump Podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time. Cagematch.net gives this 7.21 out of 10. I give it 7.5 out of 10 for a C plus, maybe a B minus. What say you? C plus. It was, uh, it was, it was a good fine. show, I thought. Yeah. It wasn't like WrestleMania quality or anything like that, but it was pretty damn good. I had fun with it. And I guess that's what counts, I guess, or, you know, something like that. <laughs> Either way, that does it for that one. We've got another Ring of Honor show coming up next month, uh, but that's still a ways away. That's actually a year ahead of this one right here. But... We're not done this week, man. We've got one more show to go. It's coming up this Friday on August 25th. It's NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. That was fantastic. I'm looking forward to re-watching it. I still haven't watched it back yet. But I remember that the main event was fantastic. Looking forward to watching it again. I mean, it's Gargano and Ciampa. It's got to be great. Uh, And then the main... Event of the month, I'll say. Our last show, August 30th, coming up next Wednesday, is WWE SummerSlam 2014. Have you watched that one back yet? Uh, no. I'm just going to stop okay. there. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that show yet either, so I can't comment on whether or not it's good or not. So I, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll figure it out together. Uh, we're kind of sticking in a... Like, th- this month... These last few shows are a little bit more modern. This is more modern than you usually get from us. But uh, we're diving back into the 90s by September. So our first two shows of the month will be late 90s and then early 90s. Uh, I think you'll enjoy them. But either way, man, that does it for us today. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yep. We will see you all this Friday with NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, our first ever NXT show we've ever done. And next Wednesday for WWE SummerSlam 2014.